baseball money is fake on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest, $1,000 prize pool and completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit exclusively on the SGPN app. If you're going out to be in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out Sports Gambling Podcast live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are back again, day two in a row, and I absolutely love it. I've been looking forward to this all day, talking more baseball. I had so much fun doing our rankings yesterday. As always, it is Blake Meyer, joined by my man Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? Doing good, yeah. Friday night show here. Friday, Friday evening for me. Friday afternoon for you. We were saying before last show, it was so long before since the last podcast, and now it's been... What, about 24 hours here? Excited to get back into these rankings. And uh, I don't know if we're having another debate like we had last show with uh, Jazz Chisholm there with uh, that you're still defending that <laughs> on Reddit and in the Discord and everything. But I think there could be some uh, some some arguments, some disputes here at, at third base. That is a hill I will die on. Jazz Chisholm is the number two second baseman. I have my reasonings. If you really want to know, if you, you said, can go back if, and listen to yesterday's. If you said third best and put him behind Altuve, I think you, you'd get a little more people like, okay, I can see that. But over Altuve is, is too much. The vibes were the deciding factor. <laughs> he the does vibes. Have the, he does have the vibes over Altuve. That's <laughs> you know, we're big on the vibes here. Uh, but dude, it is cold as hell here. I just want to throw that out there. I think oh, there's it's, a storm it's, coming. It's freezing here, too. It, it, I think it was a high of like 25 today and even even lower tomorrow. Oh, never mind. Okay, it's a little colder <laughs> there than it is here. It was like thirty, uh, like thirty. That's, that's for still, most of the that's still freezing. It's cold as hell. And then when I almost got home earlier, the wind was blowing like crazy. So I got everything charged, everything ready to go. I'm ready for this uh, evening with the girlfriend, going a little nice little date tonight when she gets home from work. It's gonna be a, a happy Friday. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. And um, yeah, we've seen a lot of a lot of link, clicks on our link tree after last episode. Make oh, sure you yeah. check that out. Linktr.ee slash baseball money. It's also in our Twitter bio there at uh, fake baseball on Twitter. Still one of the uh, coolest names there on Twitter. Make sure you check us out there and you subscribe to the podcast on the baseball money is fake feed wherever you listen to your podcast there if you're listening on the sgpn and feed it that's great but also subscribe to baseball money is fake helps us grow here as baseball is uh we're going into baseball season with uh pitchers and catchers just a few weeks away no oh, yeah we are having one of actually not one of we're having the best podcast day ever that we've Ooh. had we appreciate 
everybody listening, all the new people that we got coming in, checking us out. Make sure you subscribe to get more of this quality content that we are pumping out into your eardrums. And I'm also so ready for pitchers and catchers to report. There's baseball. I was talking to a bunch of people today about how it's a little less than a month until I will be in Arizona, beer in hand, baseball in front of me, and I will be the happiest man on planet Earth. We got to get you some like baseball money as fake stickers for there. Just stick all over, pass oh, out, just, and then just do some gorilla, gorilla marketing there in Arizona at spring training. I, I, I wish I was going with you or I wish I was going down to spring training in Florida, even though it is in Florida. That's a really good idea. I already plan on bringing my hoodie, which I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's getting March in Arizona. I don't think I really need my hoodie, but I'm going to bring it. And I just saw that in the merch store, we have hats now. I feel like that was probably your doing. I didn't know that those were up yet, but we got hats and beanies in the merch uh, store. Yeah, the, the beanies. Uh, I I was looking at it. I asked our, our guy for it. He said he's gonna do some do some uh, test orders to see how they fit, and then we're gonna. I'm probably gonna order a few because the the t-shirt came as I said yesterday. Fantastic t-shirt. Oh, I, oh, look at those hats. I I did not oh, yeah. see them. Yeah, that, that's oh yeah, that's nice. I, I like it. I like it. I need to add one to my uh, my little collection I got going. Okay. Speaking of collections, I got a collection of third basemen that need to be talked about on this episode. How was that for a transition? Well, as uh, I mentioned on my previous episodes, well, I do my, my fantasy pros rankings. So we're going to break down our third base rankings this episode. Before we get into that, let's uh, shout out WinBet, which is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet's active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, also known as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions, or better like a twin or older, and presently, let's say we're playing the window available. If you have somebody with a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're going out to be in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. The show is free, and you'll all be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Hey, go hang out with Sean and Kramer. Enjoy a couple drinks, some laughs, maybe get a couple betting tips, and then uh, go ahead and throw on our podcast and give us more of a listen. Yeah. We got this is episode 32, so we got lots for you to catch up on. Unless you're a day oneer, I mean, if you're a day oneer, good for shout, you. Shout Appreciate out the OGs. Yeah. Oh yeah. But speaking of number ones, day ones, <laughs> I, I'm trying. I I reached a little for that one, but we'll go with it. Uh, we're doing these third base rankings. We have them. Do you have yours tiered again? Um, not specific. Uh, kind of, yeah. Kind of, okay, so we got kind we got of. our rankings, we got our tiers. I'm just gonna say, like all the other episodes that we've done for our rankings, you can go back check those out. We've done catcher first and second now. This will be third base. I think we both had the same third baseman I, as uh, number I ho- one overall. I hope so. I hope so too. Joe Ram. Yeah, J Ram there in uh, in uh, Cleveland. It's uh. You know, I was gonna come in, come into the show, guns a blazing, saying J Ram first overall, no matter what. 
But third base, <laughs> we've talked about first row, third base is a little bit deeper than, than we initially thought. There are a solid top eight or nine, as long as you get either one of those or someone after that you're comfortable with. It's, it's a deeper position than I thought, but it's still, I think he's still in the top three players that I would take. Maybe Judge Soto over him, but then Ramirez, I passed on him last year for Soto. That kind of screwed me over, but. Yeah, even better lineup now for Cleveland, as we say every time we bring up a Guardians player. Off of 126 RBIs last year, 103 RBIs the year before. Just he, he he just keeps doing it. He really does. He's an unstoppable force. He does everything well, especially uh, his barrel rate dropped this year, and he still had incredible production. Like it dropped to 6.6 percent, which I mean is 11.1 the year before, 10.2 the year before that. And even his exit velocity went down 87%, but more walk or ooh, not more walks and strikeouts. I got those mixed up. 10% walk rate, 12% K rate. He's a points league god. Like he, I drafted him last year, and I have never been more happy with a, a draft pick in my entire fantasy baseball life than I was last year with Jose Ramirez. I might have been, I guess, if I took Judge, just because it's hard to not like 62 home runs, but. Yeah, like he's he's so good. He does everything well. He hardly chases the ball at all. He makes excellent contact. Ninety percent zone contact rate. MLB average is eighty-two percent. So he he does everything. Like I, I don't even know what else to say. Like there's not really anything bad to say about him because he, he steals bases as well. Like he's fast. What did he steal last year? Twenty bases. One, two, three, four, fifth year in a row. He stole double-digit bases. Even 2020, he's still 10. Every other year, it's 20 plus. So, average, power, doubles, total bases, stolen bases, hardly strikes out, walks a lot. He's the complete package. Yeah. Uh, NFBC ADP in the calendar year is 2.94, behind only Trey Turner and Ronald Acuna Jr. I, I was still in best ball mode when I said Judge and Soto, top two, but. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still top 10 players, but yeah, he's clearly the best uh, third baseman here. But it's I think we may may start our debate here at, at number two. Who, who do you have uh, second overall? Oh, boy. OK, so I have Manny Machado. OK, I also have Manny Machado. Uh, that, that, Hell yeah. I know. I'm, right. I'm realizing who you're thinking I was going to say there. They're coming. They're yeah. coming. But I got Manny Machado. Yeah, <laughs> last year. Why do you got Machado, too? I'm Machado, too. I think He's been doing it over and over since uh, he went to San, went to San Diego and the free agency. We're like, why are you going to why are you going to the Padres? Now we're seeing why with with him and, and Tatis Jr. Now they have Soto and uh, Nelson Cruz even there. Cronenworth, great lineup. Uh, over the past two years total, he had 60 home runs, 108 RBIs. Just he's going to get you 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, hit 280, 300 for you. Not too many steals, but not not very worried about that in many of my leagues, but. Full year, full year of Soto, hopefully close to a full year of uh, Tatis Jr. there as well. And Machado is just going to be in the middle of it all, hitting hitting runners in and getting on base for the guys behind him. Yeah, I feel like these, at least these top two are pretty pretty chalk, obviously. Like I have I have Machado at two because I have him as my 12th overall as well. I have – overalls are weird because like Otani's number one. Like, but he's just kind of in his own tier. Like Otani is Otani, mm-hmm. but then I have Trey Turner, and then after Trey Turner, I got Jose Ramirez, and then I got Machado at twelve. It's my only two third base when I have in my top twelve. But 
hits the ball hard, good barrel rate. He struck out a career worst last year, 20.7% for the K rate, but whatever, like 20 is still not bad at all. That's below league average, which is 22%. Excellent hard hit rate at 49%. He does everything, doubles, home runs, doesn't steal like you said, but yeah, good average. It's a pretty easy pick. Like I feel like that's, that's a pretty, that might be the easiest one and two we've had in these entire rankings so far. Uh, not according to the NFBC ADP. There is there is someone between these two guys uh, at, at their second overall for third base. So we'll get I think to him. That might be my number three. <laughs> very very well could be. Uh, but yeah, Ramirez, Machado. You both know what you're gonna get from them. I I would almost I prefer Machado as, as in the second round to Ramirez in the first. If you can get him there, I think any of these next few guys we talk about, if you can get him in the second or third round, you, you're gonna be pretty happy. I yeah I agree with that actually because he'll he's one of those second rounders that'll put up first round production, which I mean there's not that big of a gap between the two but he's gonna hit you 30 plus home runs 100 runs 100 RBIs, and yeah if you can get like somebody I don't even know like I know you have Vladdy as a first rounder like if you can get Vladdy and then at the turn get uh, Machado just back to back boom boom that that's a solid first two picks right there yep. so or, or possible with uh nfc's adp you can get bets and machado that'd be that'd be that'd be oh, a fantastic man. one too if you got like pick 11 and we ever get able to get those two I, i'd be very happy i love that yep I, i'm gonna take as many shares of bets as i can especially after our second base rankings when we realize just how mm-hmm. much better than all the other second base options he is he might be my new first round target which seems to change I don't want to say daily, but like every time I do my draft things that we do these positional rankings, who I want like in the first round changes every time. Like yeah, I wrote well, that article for uh, Fantasy Pros about drafting a pitcher in the first round, and I was convinced there for a bit that I think <laughs> I want to take a pitcher in the first round. Which, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, th- you can target like if you have like first first three picks, the middle picks, and then late picks. You have to have like three three guys on your mind. And speaking of three, who do you have uh, number three at third base? I got Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, please please explain the Bobby Witt Jr. uh, hype and phenomenon to me here because I understand he's he's a good young player. He he had great numbers last year, but I don't see him being the second-best third baseman by uh, ADP of nine on NFBC. Uh, It's because he's essentially a Trey Turner light. Like The only thing he doesn't do that Turner does is the average. But even then, he hit 254 last year, so not a crazy average, but he does not walk. Only 4% walk rate, so his on-base percentage was 294. Not very excellent, but he was the only player in all of baseball last year to score 80 runs, or to score 80 or more runs, hit 20 or more home runs, have 80 or more RBI, and steal 30 or more bases. And of everybody that played in any game last year, Bobby Witt Jr. was the only player to do that. So he's going to give you good production in literally every offensive category. And I can't even say he gives you bad production in, in average because somebody hitting 254 these days is actually a like it's a serviceable uh, batting average. Like he, he doesn't have to hit 300. He's just a jack of all trades that's not quite Trey Turner, but is very close to Trey Turner. And I think he's going to be hitting at the top of the lineup. 
So there's a lot to love. I I, I see all that and and I agree with all that, but I I just don't see him being, especially ninth overall by uh, an FPC, but even he's in the mix here for, for this this tier of third baseman, he's this is like the next tier. I think J Ram has to be on his own because he's his only first round pick. Maybe put Machado close to that tier, but then it's like Machado down to seven or eight. It can probably be in their own tier. And what's in there? But I don't know. I, I I can't take Wit over over Machado. We just talked about over these next few guys we'll be talking about because they've all they've all done it before. Yeah, I, I like Wit. He, he contributes across the board, but. The Royals aren't quite there yet. Still, kind of a, a shitty lineup. Maybe uh, him and Pasquantino can turn that help turn that around. But I'm not putting putting too many too much of my uh, my too many of what shares here at at this uh, ADP. Yeah, I, to be completely honest, I'm I'm not taking Bobby Witt in any drafts. I don't think. Again, <laughs> there's that disclaimer. Like if he falls like the third round, I'm gonna draft Bobby Wood Jr. Could, yeah. At that point, I would love him on my team, but I don't have him as a first rounder in my top 300. I have number 14. Even then, I don't know if I would take him at the turn. I might take him at the turn. <laughs> I'm thinking this through out loud. It's a podcast, so he also had he I'm also had yeah he, he had a weaker second half too, which is something we've I know we've been fairly big on looking at their their split. So I don't know if there's something to that where other pitchers figured out him out. He got maybe more more fatigue because his, his power. He had 13 home runs in 88 games in the first half and then only seven in 62 games in the second half. So average was the same 254, 253, but maybe he lost some of the, some of the power, some of the pop there. Yeah, that's, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I, that could have been fatigue just cause he, I mean, he was a rookie last year, so. Or, or could it just be been a 60 game sample size. Like, like I feel like we, sometimes yeah. we also put too much stock into this. Oh, this, this player had, had a bad month in, in August. Was he, was he slumping or something? It's Yeah. He's still going to be solid here. Um, who do you have four? Is your four my three? Um, is it an MVP candidate? Oh, it is. I know cool. exactly who you're talking about. Austin Riley? Austin Riley at three, yeah. Yeah, more chance to talk about him. Love love talking some uh, Austin Riley here. Now, coming off a, a 38 home run, 93 RBI campaign. year before, I had 33 home runs. 107 RBIs, been uh, top seven MVP voting both of those years. Hit 303, 273. Knows how to hit, knows how to hit for power. He can uh, hit 39 doubles last year as well to go with 38 home runs. Great Braves lineup there. Riley's going to probably be the third baseman that, that, I, that I target here. Um, his ADP on NFBC, what we're going to, is um, 20. He's third rounder, isn't he? He's 20, so that's late second, early third. Yahoo, is, oh, his preseason rank is 38, which I, I absolutely Ooh. love him at 38. But <sighs> they have Witt uh, preseason rank 15, Machado 17. So I, I, I would love Riley even at that price. Like I would take Riley over. Riley versus Machado was the debate for me. Like I wanted to put Riley second, but... I think Machado has as a better, probably better floor and probably similar ceiling. Yeah, Riley, we've talked about him a bunch. MVP, MVP candidate, still only he's pretty young, what 24, 25 probably. So Austin Riley has to be my uh, yeah, 25, 26 in April. So he's my, he's my third best third baseman. Yeah, and I completely get that. I I almost put him third before we started recording this. I'm I've. 
I've been moving Bobby Witt Jr. down. At one point, I had him second, but I just to not to harp on him, but I I think the season he put up last year, I don't think like power numbers he can go much higher than that than the 20 he hit last year. But I think Austin Riley can. He's got like 45, 46, 47 home run power. So a dude that's already hit pretty much 300 in a season before, hit 39 doubles last year, 38 home runs. He's got the pot to go over 40. I mean, we've been big on Austin Riley for a couple months now. He's he's my choice for MVP. I've already got money on it. I mean, the the kid is a monster. And if somebody were to tell me that they took Austin Riley over Manny Machado, I wouldn't fight him on it. I think they're very close. I do agree. Machado, he's been doing it a little longer. He's probably going to score a little more runs than Austin Riley, but man, 15% barrel rate, 92.5 mile per hour average exit velo. His 378 XWOBA is 63 points higher than the league average. The dude rakes. Yeah, I, I I just looked more into Wit here. He did have 33 home runs in the minors in 2021, so he he does have power. I, I, maybe I, I didn't realize that. Maybe I, I I probably am disrespecting him a little bit. Second overall <laughs> pick from 2019, you know he he's, he has the pedigree. He's he's shown that he can have a a pretty good, if not great, season last year. But I I I, I can't do that yet with with Riley and Machado and these these next few guys ahead of him. I completely understand. These other guys are too good. So far, I think this is the most, at least at the top, this is the most stacked rankings we've had yet. Because all of these guys, like, I mean, we're four picks in for me, three picks in for you. And it's all guys that will go in the first two rounds, probably. Yeah. And then um, my four is, this was three, four, five for me. And even six were even... All you can make an argument for any of them. Uh, even seven, I was looking more into him, and he could he can get higher. But my four is Nolan Arenado. Um, Cardinals are just a wagon right now with him and Goldschmidt and uh, Lars Nubar there, and Wilson Contreras now. He's another. I mean, you know what you're gonna get from him. What, Thirty home runs, hundred RBIs, could possibly get more. Hit two ninety three last year. Plays plays good defense stays in the game like he's he stays healthy he's another guy like like machado like like riley almost where you know what you're gonna get you're gonna get 30 home runs 100 rbis average kind of fluctuates a little bit but arenado was once a first round pick right especially in colorado and and now oh yeah his adp is getting down there so if you can if you can get him there adp 32 or a little bit after that i, I think that that's a steal and like back in the Colorado days when he's hitting 40 home runs a season, it's definitely a first rounder. Dang, he had seven triples in 2017. Big boy could move back then. Yeah, like he, his stack has page is kind of odd. I mean, like he's a damn good player. I have him much lower. I have him at six, so I guess not really much lower. I got him two picks lower. Yeah. Got him at six. Uh, all these guys for me, like, my tier one is my number one through seven is my first tier. So like it's all guys. I I'm happy to get any of them, but Arenado gets you the batting average, gets you the home runs, RBIs, runs. He contributes in pretty much every category for uh, like category and roto leagues. He's what you're looking for. 
And even in points leagues, I mean, he only struck out 11.6% of the time, which is excellent. So doesn't strike out a whole lot. Hits pretty damn good off of every type of pitch, except for off speed. But people hardly ever throw him off speed for only 210. But he hit 335 off fastballs last year. Just absolutely annihilated him. The dude does everything. Like, I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but it, it's so difficult with these guys to nitpick anything that like maybe be a negative. I mean, I guess maybe the age, but he's only 31 and I'm 34. So that means that he is very, very, very young. has a lot of life ahead of him. Yeah. So uh, I feel like we may have the, uh, the same five here then. Is this another one of them rankings things? I got Devers at five. Yeah. I got Devers at five as well. I, I, I waver between having him higher. I thought about putting him even lower than this, but, I mean, lineups, it's a, definitely a worse lineup in Boston than it was last year without Xander Bogart and J.D. Martinez, but it's not that much worse. Not like Bogart's is an amazing power, great hitter, or J.D. Martinez definitely had a down year last year. So 27 home runs, 88 RBIs last year, hit 295. I think that's probably close to his fourth floor at this point in his career. Year before, 38 home runs, 113 RBIs, probably his ceiling. So probably expect something between that. Ends up 30 home runs, 90, 95 RBIs, hits 285, you know, just just a step or two down from Arenado and Machado. So Devers, you know, maybe taking a hit PR wise, PR fantasy baseball wise, where people are like, oh, they don't have Bill Guts anymore. He's kind of by himself. Maybe he'll, he'll go down a little bit, a little bit lower, but he's still 26. He should still be on the up and up here. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he hit 35, 40 home runs. He did 38 two years ago. So, yeah, Devers is a guy with a with a good floor, and I think his ceiling is fairly high as well. Yeah, he's one that I'm just a little I I questioned putting him lower just because I had him last year in my big money league, and my issue was his second half was atrocious. Like his first half, he was like the best hitter in baseball, or one of the best hitters in baseball for the first half, and then at one point in the second half, I saw a tweet where somebody said. Uh, Devers was on pace to be the first batter in MLB Ooh. history to be in the top five in WRC plus in the first half and the bottom five in WRC plus in the second half. Like he hit 324 with 28 doubles and 22 home runs in the first half. And then he hit 249 with 14 doubles and five home runs in the second half. So that second half did suck greatly. But, I mean, he had a, an okay September and October. He hit 333. But even then, the power was he only had two home runs in 28 games. So I think that he got paid. He's going to play his ass off because he wants to be there, especially now that they paid him and they don't have a whole lot of anybody else. They got Adabotro Mondesi if he ever plays a damn game because he's always hurt. Uh, yeah, like they, they're just not that great of a lineup. And he's pretty much the king there now. So he's going to ball out. Just that second half last year made me a little nervous. No, yeah, I didn't even notice his second half stats. Those second half splits are pretty crazy, actually. Maybe he had his contract on his mind, but also now that he's paid, maybe he won't be trying to. Not, not that he's not trying as hard, but he doesn't have like that that pressure to to live up to. So I can see people letting him fall there as well. But yeah, uh, these these one through five, I think, are, are pretty solid for us. And then six, you said you you have Arenado. This is where this is where I have wit. I mean, okay. it's a it's probably the end of this tier. 
I just, I just maybe put him above Devers from from what I learned about him from looking up his minor numbers and stuff. Maybe comparable to Arenado, but I, I can't put him above Machado or Riley in my top three. But yeah, that's a pretty solid top six. If I get any of those guys, I'd probably be pretty happy. Yeah, and my tier goes just one more person after this. I think there's only really one more elite third baseman left. No, yeah, actually, I I do have one more one more initial tier. I had J Ram as own as his own tier as a first round pick, okay. and then <laughs> and then Machado down to Devers, and then Wit and this next guy in in, in a little tier. Like, okay, uh, if I don't get one of the top five, I'm good with these two. Your your next has got to be Alex Bregman, right? Yeah, Alex Bregman has to be here. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I I went off the off the last few, so you can uh, take this one away. Oh yeah, Mr. Consistency. He is always good out there. Walks more than he strikes out last year. Thirteen percent walk rate, eleven point seven percent K rate. So plays incredibly in points leagues. He only hit two fifty nine last year with twenty three home runs and ninety three RBIs, but he was a victim of the slow start thing we've been talking about for a few episodes now where that lockout that really kept the guys away from doing any baseball related activities with the team hurt a lot of guys and really, really got them off to those slow starts and hit 265 in the first half or sorry, 238 in the first half. What was Fangrash just showing me? He hit 238 in the first half. That was wild. I said he played like 800 games. There it is again. Uh, <laughs> 238 in the first half, he hit 233 in March and April, 221 in May, only two home runs in May. But he killed it in the last half. Like in August, he hit 362 with seven home runs and 22 RBIs in 27 games. So he just needed he needed a, a slow ramp up into the season. But he's going to end the year as he'll end the year as top top 10 at the position like a guaranteed so if you're looking for one of those guys that you can draft and just be happy with all the time in your lineup it's going to be Bregman yeah, yeah Bregman there I, I don't love Wit so if I get but if if Wit somehow falls to me in a value spot I'll take him if Bregman falls to me I'll I'll, I'll happily take him and yeah I, I did not look up his second half numbers before those are incredible having more home runs more RBIs in what, 20 fewer games there Maybe I didn't. I forgot that he broke his finger in, in the last game of the World Series, so maybe he has that impacting Ooh. his off off season. But it, it looks like he's supposed to be healthy by spring training, especially by opening day. But yeah, given given Bregman's second half, Endeavor's second half, I may put. I wouldn't be opposed to putting Bregman up at five and knocking Endeavor's and, and went down a spot. Yeah, I I like that, especially we don't know what Devers we're going to get this year. So I do like Bregman getting that little bit of an edge because for me, they're not that much different when they're both like fully themselves. I mean, just looking at Bregman's career in 2018, he hit 51 doubles, 31 home runs, 103 RBIs while batting 286. And when they struck out 85 times, like so he has like that top end ability. Granted, it was quite a while ago, but. He has the ability to be elite. So does Devers, but I would rather go for a guy that's coming off of kind of building up into a better second half than a guy that somewhat fell off a cliff in the second half going into the next season. Yeah, I think Bregman's last season is 
kind of his floor, which is insane given that he had 93 RBIs in, in a in a down season for him. But yeah, still only 28, going to be 29 late March, so still in the prime, not quite his, the downside of his career. So as long as you get any of these like top top seven third basemen here, you'll pretty, be pretty uh, squared away. And speaking of squares. SGPN is giving away $1,000 in their Big Game Squares contest. It's completely free to enter. All you need to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter for your chance to win a free Big Game Square. And also make sure to sign up on the SGPN app and get your own Big Game Bingo card full of all your favorite Big Game prop bets. If you get bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. Only catches must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. Free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. You can use that uh, gift card to probably get a shirt and a hat for yourself. De- deck yourself out with some uh, baseball money as fake gear. Hell yeah. The, the more people out in the wild that have our gear, the better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait till, I mean, it's never going to happen, but if there was ever a day that I was just like walking around <laughs> and I saw somebody in our gear, that might be the greatest day of my life. I mean, greatest it, day of it, my it, life it was when I was born to be second. <laughs> Who do you have next though? Because this is where my stuff gets a little, I don't want to say wonky, but my eighth yeah. pick is is probably not your eighth pick. Yeah. Eight down. I think eight who I have at eight should definitely be in a top 10 somewhere. Gunnar Henderson is who I have at eight. Do you have, are you that high on him? I do not have Gunnar Henderson number eight. Do you have him in your top ten? I do. Okay, I All have right. him at so, ten. Yeah, that's that's probably I, I'd be fine with that. Put him on nine and ten ahead of him, but I think he's if I if I miss out on, on those top seven, Gunnar Gunnar's not not a guy I, I would mind getting here. We've talked about in the past how he's pretty piss poor against left-handed pitching, but. Still projected to hit 22 home runs um, next year. He does have that shortstop eligibility as well, which always helps, you know, getting those multi positions there. Only a, a small sample size last year is kind of what, what scares me away. Same thing about Witt, even though he, he has the pedigree and, and played, he played the full season, not only 34 games, but it's just seeing what he can do in a full year. If I get him, I would want to have him and get someone else that also is third base eligible a few rounds later just to make sure I have the position covered. Yeah, and I mean, Henderson, still he can still put up some counting stats. I want to see what he can do with more than a handful of games at any level because he's going back to 20. I mean, he played 29 games in 2019 and then took the COVID year off. But then in 2021, he played at three different levels, A ball, high A, double A. Mostly played it at one spot with 65 games. Same with last year, double-A, triple-A, MLB. Mostly played with 65 games at one spot. But he played like 100 and quick math, quick math, quick math. Like 150 games last year, 150-ish. He had 23 home runs and 23 stolen bases. So he has 20-20 ability if you really dig deep. I'm not a fan of... His splits against lefties, like you mentioned, that's why I only have him at 10. He could easily go to eight if I could see some kind of improvement on that in spring training. I think it might take a little longer than just like a quick off season. And since spring training, because he's struggled against lefties his whole minor league career, but it he can if he can make those jumps 
he's in a lineup and on a team that is going to put him in position to put up a large amount of counting stats. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's why I have him there at eight. I, I wouldn't be opposed to having him down there at 10, even down, even down at 12. It's a kind of a mismatch here. So who do you have at eight? I have Yandy Diaz. Ooh. Mixed okay. it up. I, I don't know what his ADP is, but he's just somebody that's always so good. Like he hit just shy of three. 100 last year he plays in that good Rays lineup they always have people on base he hit 296 walked 14 percent of the time only struck at 10.8 percent of the time like only hit nine home runs in 137 games so he's not gonna blow the doors off you with power numbers but 33 doubles which is pretty solid he's he he's one of those old reliable types if that makes sense. Like he's not going to do anything overly exciting, but he's never going to kill you either. Like he's just good nonstop. And for me, like my eight through 11 are all fairly similar guys. So he's in that second tier of third baseman for me. Yeah. His ADP is, um, hopefully you're sitting down for this. Uh, 275 is ADP on, on NFPs. Value. It's a uh, definite value there. He's not even in my in my top twelve or the guys I had written down on the side as like okay the the, the next guys to take a look at. But on Fangraphs, uh, the bad X projections, if you sort by offense, he is number six. So there may be something to that. Like you said, he's reliable, he's consistent. You should hit for a decent average, get some power, put up counting stats in a decent lineup. So I'm not going to quite put him eight or nine or ten, but. I wouldn't mind pairing him, you know, with a guy like Henderson or someone else that we talk about later later this show. Yeah, I mean, he he's not exciting, but 423 slug slugging last year with a 424 x slug, 296 batting average with a 288 x batting average, 48.6 percent hard hit rate. He makes good contact. Average exit velocity was 92 miles an hour. So like, he hits the ball hard. I wish he would hit a couple more line drives, only 18.6% line drive rate, which is going to keep his BABIP down. Although I think his BABIP was like 320 this year. So if he could turn some of those ground balls, which he seems to be a pretty heavy ground ball guy, turn them into line drives, that'll help him a ton. And then, I mean, she could win a batting title. But that doesn't seem that difficult at this point because you don't have to hit like 370 to win a batting title anymore. Yeah, um, I, I feel like we may have the same number nine then again. Uh, Muncie? No, I, I have Muncie at 10. I, I went with um, Eugenio Suarez. Oh, Seattle see? Mariner himself. Speaking Com- of the vibes. Coming off back-to-back 31 home run seasons, had 49 home runs in 2019 Cincinnati. He showed he can hit in, in a ballpark like Seattle last year. He's going to hurt your average to 36 last year. Struck out 196 times. He's going to strike out a lot. He's one of these three track players. He's going to hit a home run. He's going to strike out or he's going to hit the ball hard somewhere. And Suarez is probably one of the guys here. I would feel completely fine having as my third baseman. That's not in like the top definite top or, or second tier. He's probably in this second or, or, or tertiary tier where, you know, if you get him great, if he's going to be, in that group of players with Muncie, with um, Diaz for me, with another Mariner, with with a few other third <laughs> basemen where if, if you get them, 
if you get them in, in a middle round, you're you're happy enough. I'm telling you, he is one of the most fun baseball players to watch just because well, we've mentioned it already on this one. We're big on the vibes here. Very big on the vibes here. And his whole motto is good vibes only. Everything he does is good vibes only. He's one of those guys that every time he comes up to bat as a Mariners fan, you're just waiting for him to hit a home run because it, literally he could take any pitch out. And it's so fun. He's going to be a 30-plus home run guy again. Uh, we don't – I say we like I play for the Mariners. The Mariners don't have like a, can, a solidified – You can say we. That's, that's perfectly fine. You can say we. You know, well, okay, we don't have a solidified DH this year because I'll be damned if A.J. Pollock is our – our main <laughs> designated hitter. So he's going to get some run at designated hitter as well. Even though he played solid third base last year, like defensively, okay. it was the biggest surprise for probably all Mariners fans was Suarez's defense. But yeah, he's going to hit 30 plus home runs. He walks a decent amount. He walked 11 and a half percent last year. So mm-hmm. that helps for what it's worth. He still only had a 332 on base percentage. So not crazy, but the guy just, Hits dingers, has fun playing baseball, and he puts up good counting stats. I have him all the way down at uh, 13. Yeah. I'm not sold on him at 13. He could be a top 10 guy because I know he uh, broke the end of his finger towards the end of the year last year, and it really messed up his swing there for a bit. And so maybe without the broken finger, maybe he's a 40 home run guy. Because he's done it before. When did so. he break his finger? He had nine home runs August 16, September, October. He had almost I think it was home runs. Gonna, the, he had 16 in the first half in 79 games, 15 in the second half in 71 games. I don't know if he got was you. like late, late in the season and like he had his last few weeks, he slowed down. It was uh, September 17th. He fractured his okay. right index so, yeah. finger. A- after that, he, he missed 10 days, came back, did not homer again in the regular season, at least. Yeah, so... That I mean, he could have been a 40 home run guy because he was killing it at the end of last year. 15 home runs in 58 games in the second half is nuts. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised you don't have him in your top 12 just as a homer pick. I I almost put Alec Bohm as 12 just to be a little homerish, but I I couldn't. (laughs) I was waiting to see where you put him. Uh, My number nine is Muncie, though. Yeah, we covered Muncie pretty at length yesterday. I, I got Muncie at 10. Yeah, like. Like I said yesterday, I think much of his season last year is pretty much a throwaway season just because he had that UCL injury he was coming off of that zapped a lot of his power and things like that. And I think this year we could potentially see a massive improvement over the numbers he had last year. He still hit 20 home runs last year. So he's a guy that could end up hitting 230 with 30, 35 home runs again. And if that happens, easy top 10 third baseman for the entirety of the year. And he's got dual position eligibility with second and third base and second base is so thin. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what he did from 2018, to 2021, 35, 35, 12 and 58 games in 2020 and then 36 in 2021 per season average of 40 home runs, 101 RBIs for a full 162 games. Muncie, like I said, last show, um, he's going to be a guy I'm targeting definitely in the, uh, in the middle rounds there. So who is your number? What number are we on? Ten. My, my ten, Muncie, and, and yours is Gunner. We, we talked about those two. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, that's right. My eleven is the other Mariner on, on this list, Ty France. Ooh, you copycat. 
You got him 11 too? I got him 11 too, but I think he could go way higher, but he had one interesting year last year. He started out the season as arguably the best hitter in baseball, not even just first baseman. Like he was on an absolute tear at the beginning of the year. He hit, uh, where is it at? 337 in March and April, and then 355 in May. That just absolutely turned the cover off the ball. And then somewhere along the line here, I swear it was in June, was when the injury bug just started really getting to him. And there was a legitimate stretch there where Mariners fans, like when he came back, Mariners fans wanted him benched. Like they did not want him out there because he became a black hole at the plate. Like in August, he was hitting, he hit 176 with three home runs as his only extra base hits in 23 games. So... It kind of he's lower on the the list for me because of that second half and after the injuries and that sort of thing, because it wasn't even one injury like he had a couple injuries throughout the year, which really got to him. I want to see that March through May Ty France come back where he had 36 RBIs, seven home runs and was hitting like 340. If that comes back, that's a top 10 easy. Yeah, you got to hope last year, which was his career best so far, is I mean, is his floor and not just his ceiling of what he can be as a player. Because year before, 18 home runs, 73 RBIs. Last year, 20 and 83. So if he can get up to 25 home runs, 80, 85 RBIs, he'll definitely be worth a top 10, top 12, th- third base ranking here. But yeah, I think both of us having him here at 11 is uh, is a solid spot for him. Yeah, it's pretty fitting. He just hits too many ground balls to like 48% ground ball rate. The man is slow. You can't you can't be hitting nonstop ground balls all the time, be that slow and be injured and then try to play through all of it because it's not a, a recipe for success. And I think he has a tendency to get in his head a little bit when he does struggle. Kind of like like when Kelnick struggles, Kelnick really gets in his head and it really affects him. When Ty France struggles, he gets in his head and it does affect him. It doesn't affect him quite as much, but it does. And if I can pull up the thing real quick, I think there was a one point last year. His batting average with runners in scoring position was nuts. Let's see. This is excellent podcast talk. There we go. <laughs> uh, it is uh, for the year. He hit 303 with uh, men in scoring position and 310 with men on base. There was a point where he was hitting like. 600 with runners in scoring position through May. Like, it was absurd. That's incredible. Yeah, but after my top 10, I wrote down, and then I had this this list that went down (laughs) for 11 and 12. But I I did solidify France at 11. And then 12, I I don't love him here, but Jose Miranda, I think he's a a young guy with a, a lot of potential. 24 years old at 15 home runs in um, 125 games last year. Year before in the minors, he had 30 home runs between double A AA and triple A in 127 games. So could hopefully see more of that type of season from him in the majors with, with the twins, but you haven't seen it yet. It's not something someone I'd be comfortable having as my starting third baseman. Yeah, I ended up I was tweaking my third base rankings quite a bit today, doing like a lot of my research and stuff, moving people around. Miranda ended up at number 16 for me. Because I like him, but I 
haven't seen enough to confidently roster him. And usually for me, anybody that's outside my top 15 is somebody that I'm really just going to, they'll be on my watch list. They probably won't be on my roster, but that, 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 that's a great point. Like I, I'm ranking Miranda 12, but, I, but I'm saying I wouldn't be comfortable having him to start. Like, he, he, he can't be my 12th. Like I, we'll, we'll talk about your 12th and then we'll go through these other guys <laughs> that are like probably equal, if not better than him. Uh, my number 12 is Matt Chapman. I love him out there in Toronto. He is going to zap your batting average. If you're in like a, a categories or a roto league, you're really going to need to find somebody to pair him with to make up for his batting average. Maybe like a Yandy Diaz pair him right there, but he hit 27 home runs both of the last two years. Good walk rate. He dipped his K rate last year from 32 and a half percent down to 27, which is cool. He hit, only hit 229 though, but as a top 12, I like a guy with some power that is hitting in a good lineup and is put in a position to succeed. And he kind of ticks all those boxes. Power, Blue Jays lineup, a lot of people going to be on base. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned him before the show. Uh, looking at his numbers, he's pro- he's definitely above Miranda for me. You're going to get 27 home runs, 70 RBIs. He may only hit 210, 220, but he'll get you those power numbers, get you some counting stats, especially – if that Blue Jays lineup can be can be pretty good, I think I think it, it could be. So yeah, Chapman is among my, my list of many here that, that I considered for 11 and 12. And after talking through them, I think he's definitely worthy of at least 12th, if not 13th, or just or just missed. Yeah, because like when you get this far down, like this is I more than most seem to judge uh, upside with my upper. T- your rankings too which could come back to bite me at some point i don't think it will i'm very confident in my all of my (laughs) rankings but when i get to this like 10 to 12 and then beyond that range i tend to sort through guys by what their upside is at that point like Mm -hmm. i take the floor out of it because at that point your floor could be zero and you still are worth the same for like as everybody else there but what is your ceiling like he hit 36 home runs in 2019 but that's also back in the season where they had their like rubbery balls that everybody hit fucking 30 home runs that year. But like he he has the power, he has the upside, and that's really what I'm looking for. Yeah, and then I mean after we don't have to go deep into any or any of these guys, but after these I have like my, my list on the side was Miranda, Cabrian Hayes, Ty France, Chapman, Alec Bohm, Brandon Drury, Josh Young in Texas, uh, Ryan McMahon. And, and of course, field Justin Turner up there in Boston now with with Devers. Um, looking at the other guys, Anthony Rendon, Fangraphs has some decent projections for him. He could be a, a top 10, 12, top 12 third baseman again if he stays healthy. Uh, Josh Rojas got traded to Arizona. DJ LeMahieu, I don't hate as a as a bench utility guy, can play first, second, and third. So I think third base here. The, the draft strategy is probably get one of those top six or seven or, or eight. And then either if you get a top, top one, you know, ride steady with him or otherwise, if you get, if you get a later one, maybe get one of these guys we're, we're talking about now. Where'd you put your Homer pick? Where'd you put Bohm? I, I, I don't rank after, after my top 12, I have Bohm in, in that group of guys, probably, probably 17 to 20 ish. It'd be down there. Okay. Cause Last year definitely scared a lot of people off uh, as it should. I, I want to see him get that power back. I I put him at 15th. I put Jose Miranda at 16 just because I liked Bohm's average. And I mm-hmm. do like the 
the power that he's shown previously excited me a little more than Miranda. And they had the same uh, dual position eligibility with first and third. So I leaned a little more towards Bohm there. But yeah, like I've got uh, Justin Turner at 14, Bohm 15, Miranda 16. And then I go uh, uh, Ryan McMahon, Josh Young, Brandon Drury, Jordan Walker at 20. <laughs> and then I keep Brian Hayes and the rest of them after that. Yeah. little side note, I, there was a point where I got a little wild and I had Jordan Walker as my number nine third baseman. I was, I was so like, excited for this show. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I woke up this morning, Jordan Walker was still my number nine third baseman, but I moved him down to 20 just because I, I'm 100% positive. He's making the opening day roster, but if, for me to put him in the top 10, he's got to be part of the Cardinals 40 man roster first, which means he's got to place in spring training first. So I can't really rank him in my top 10 yet. But it, it, I tell you what, as soon as I see he signs to the 40 man, he's shooting up that damn rankings board of mine. Yeah, Yahoo has him as the 25th third baseman there. Uh, rostered in 53% of the leagues. I don't know how many drafts have taken place so far, but uh, what's, his, what's his ADP on NFBC? Let's see here. Very Jordan, low, like 256 or something like that. Two, 236, yeah. Just behind, oh, Luis Urias has second base, third base, shortstop eligibility too. He's ahead of Walker. He's in the mix for a utility bench spot for me. He's ahead of Anthony Rendon. I saw an interesting uh, Urias stat on Twitter the other day. And let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm just on the baseball spot. I know exactly what it was. Yoan Moncada has been someone I've looked at in, in the best ball drafts. And, you know, he... He came up as a top prospect at 25 home runs in 2019 and kind of hasn't had that since. So if he can find something, I, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him late. Yeah, he's a guy that's shown kind of the ability to do a little bit of everything. He's just kind of inconsistent. And so I haven't done it 25, but I wouldn't hate moving him up. But then again, like these later down rankings, everybody is kind of jumbled up. I got him at 25. I got Birdie at 26. I got Urias at 27. And I love the triple position eligibility for Urias. Yeah. Birdie's even a guy. Birdie could go up higher, too. He plays second, third, shortstop, and outfield. But I heard right. that he's a bench player now. Yeah, he's he just gets steals. That's always good for Yeah. Like, there were, there, no, okay, there, average. There were times when last season I rostered him just to try to get some steals, and, like, his average is horrible. He doesn't play all the time. <laughs> it's so it, it, he's It's a mess there. Uh, let's see. My stat that I was trying to and, and steals, uh, as we talked about, might be watered down a bit now with the bigger bases and pickoff rules. So you could see more guys getting more steals, and people like Birdie and, and other guys that are just steals focused won't be a, as valuable. That's true. I'm curious to see how that works out. Are they? This is going to come off as a dumb question because this is something I should know, but I don't. Are, are the bigger bases in spring training too? Yeah, I w- I would assume so. I would assume so, too, but I didn't want to just, like, say that and then be completely wrong because I haven't checked before this. But I guess that's something to keep an eye on is spring training to see, like, if they are the bigger bases, then we'll get an idea of how just yeah. how cheap steals are going to be before you really have to do some of your drafts unless you're a D-Gen like we are and you're drafting already. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, I think that's all I got for my rankings. You want to yeah. plug the show a little bit? Yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter uh, at Fake Baseball. As I said, top of the show, subscribe to uh, Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on whichever podcast platform you're listening on. And uh, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review as well. It helps us grow the show, helps the uh, show get to more people. Yeah, we we see all you guys listening, all the new people coming in. We can we can see the numbers. We like what we're seeing. If we could get a couple more of those reviews and stuff, that would be awesome. It, mm-hmm. it means a lot, and it goes a long way towards helping us grow and get bigger in the future, bring on bigger guests, uh, do more shows, all kinds of things. And so any help you can give us, we appreciate. But as always, follow us on Twitter at fake baseball the coolest at on twitter you can follow me on twitter at balake b-u-h-h-l-o-c-k-a-y-e and you can follow me on twitter at rgilbert s-o-p and we'll catch you guys next time peace